You are listening to The MILF Podcast for moms intent on living fit and fabulous. Fit and fabulous. This show is for real people. Real people. People who don't have the spare time to live life at the gym and those who have to balance being moms, being professionals, but also wanting to look and feel hot. Oh, heads up. This show isn't about false quick fixes. Not here. Here, we're going to help develop an actual lifestyle change, but one that's manageable along with your other responsibilities, and most importantly, one that is sustainable. You got this. So we're going to take a little time, but we're going to do it right. Are you ready? Let's go. It's time to get your sexy back through healthy and holistic fat loss and get back to being a MILF, mom's intent on living fit and fabulous. And here's your host, Andy. Hello and welcome back. You are listening to the MILF podcast and I'm your host Andy. So today we're going to be talking about a very common subject that I hear amongst a lot of busy mums and women and that is I don't have time to to do what I need to do. Um, I, I'm just too busy to focus on my health and, and fitness. So I'm going to be discussing this in a lot of detail today. Um, we're going to be, you know, unwrapping it and and looking at exactly what this actually means, and then coming up with solutions in to help you to um, be able to manage maybe your time a little bit better so that you can focus on achieving your goals. So first of all, you know, don't get me wrong, I have 100% used this phrase many times before um, because, you know, before kids I actually was a really busy person. I, I used to try and fill my plate up with so much. Um, I also, you know, would try and see how much I could actually squeeze into my day and there wasn't a lot of time, I, I guess say free time available. So, you know, I've had to learn how to manage my time effectively so that I've been able to get what I needed to get done. So if I was to rewind just a little bit and and tell you about my bit of my backstory, um, I was one of those people that would be looked at and says that she has like three or four jobs, which probably in some sense it was true. There was a stage where I had four jobs on the go. Um, you know, when Dwayne and I were dating or I guess we were engaged, you know, I was quite busy. I had your normal, you know, full-time job that would take out majority chunk of the day. And then I also had a nighttime job where I was working at a cafe, you know, upwards of 20 hours a week um, for a couple of reasons, I guess. I had a really expensive hobby and that was showing horses, but also we were saving to buy our and build our first house. So to me, my priorities was to work as hard as I could so that we could save as much money and and pay for what we needed to do. So, you know, I would work long, long hours and and long weeks. And then my husband and I had a crazy idea of becoming PTs. And for me, I already looked at my schedule and I thought, how the heck am I going to be able to fit in studying part-time as well um but nonetheless I did and I made it work and 
I was pretty amazed actually because where you think you don't have time, you you actually do. So I was still finding little pockets of time that I could fit some study in. Now, if you go and bring on top of that, we then also started a PT business. So at this particular point in time, before our PT business started, I was ending up getting to the gym a few times a week and I'd have to go at half past five in the morning because my days and my nights were already taken out. So when we started the PT business, all of a sudden, you know, we were training clients at 6am in the mornings, which meant that our morning gym session now had to be found at a different time because yes, crazy enough, I was still taking group sessions at six in the morning. I was also turning up to work at 8.30 until 4.30 and I was still going to a nighttime job um, waitressing from five to 9.30 or slash 10 o'clock at night. So I still had then three jobs into the mix. And at one stage, I actually had four jobs um, as I was working as a PT on a gym floor as well. So, you know, when I look back then, I think, oh, geez, I was actually crazy busy back then. And I was still somehow able to find small pockets of time to be able to make it work. And then it came to the part where Duane and I got married and we thought, you know, we'd like to have a family. But at this stage, we had built our PT business up and we were training clients Monday through to Friday, every single morning of the week, starting some sessions starting at five in the morning, also training clients in the afternoons starting at five and often going to eight or nine o'clock at night. And you know, I would think, how the hell am I going to be able to fit in having a child in amongst this crazy schedule? Because I was still, yes, PT business, as well as working full-time, as well as working part-time at a cafe. And although my cafe job, it kind of slotted in then, so now on more on weekends and maybe outside of client times, you know, I was thinking, where the hell am I going to pull out some magical time to, to fit in raising a kid. And then fast forward a few months later, lo and behold, of course, I fell pregnant and just had to make it work. So I continued on doing those three jobs right up until I had our first baby. And then, you know, I actually had to learn a new routine all over because the time that I had previously was now taken up with this little baby that was now a new priority in my life. Now I have to say that was kind of a bit hard at the start because I had to find my feet and I had to find a new routine that I could get into and then one that would work for me. So after having my first kid, um, you know, I had to find times that wasn't going to impact one, my husband's full-time work, that wasn't going to impact our business. So the only time that I found then for me to be able to actually get to the gym and and do some exercise was when everybody was still asleep. So on the days that my husband didn't have clients at 5am in the mornings, I would be trudging off to the gym at half past five in the mornings to get my exercise in before um, my baby or my husband had to, to leave for work. So that's kind of how I fit that in. And then I guess as time evolved and then obviously 
then I went back to full-time work. We still had our PT business and now I had a new child to look after. So again, um, you know, if you look at to that schedule, you think, you know, that's that's quite busy, still being able to, to get my scheduled exercise in, still being able to look after a child and all the other normal family household duties that you have to do as well as, as going to work. Um, and then I guess one thing that I got told um, when I had my first child was that, you know, you're not going to be able to do all the things you did before you had a baby and still look amazing and get into great shape. And that was one thing that I took with me um, and I made it a purpose um, to, to ensure that I could prove to other busy mums out there that it is achievable and that you actually don't need as many hours as you might think to get to where you want to be. So after having my first child, I was working full-time. I had all those other commitments and I looked at, yeah, we had another child to bring into the mix to, to bring it into an even busier uh, schedule. So, And that's where I am today. So right now we still have our business. Um, instead of doing a lot of face-to-face training now, um, we're doing all of the online business so I can service more people and I can have more reach. You know, my husband still works full time. I still work, um, I would say, four days a week because I solely dedicate one whole day for my business and I work three days at my other job. And I still manage to find time to get my training in. Albeit it's only a few hours a week, but, you know, I've made time to, to ensure I get that done. Because if you think about it, time is a really precious commodity for us mums. I mean, like we always feel like we're running around, we're dropping the kids off to school, we're picking them up, we're making the lunches, we're helping out with homework, getting them to bed, take them to after school activities, social sports. And then if you add on top of that, your work and then all your other household chores, it, it really does feel like that you, you just don't have the time to prioritise your own goals. So pretty much... I'm now that I'm at a stage where I feel like I'm, I'm feeling and looking my best that I ever have, I'm probably waiting for that little comment to say, well, wait till you have three children. Um, you still want, you won't be able to achieve what you've got now. So maybe, maybe, not going to say any promises, maybe I should be looking at having a third child to then again prove, prove those particular people wrong. No, I wouldn't do that. That's not a reason to have a third child. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah, I can totally get how people can say that they're too busy um, to, to fit in what they think they need to get done. I mean, I've lived that life, that very busy lifestyle for many years. Um, but what I have managed to do and that I'm very proud of is that I've managed to not let it impact on me achieving my own personal health and fitness related goals because in reality, yeah, like I've said before, you actually don't need a lot of time and definitely not as much time as what the fitness industry makes you believe. And what I'm going to do is I've, I've, I've got a lot of clients that have achieved amazing results on only, you know, two to three hours a week. And what I'm going to do is actually post them on this particular episode's show notes um, so that you can go on and, and, and get some inspiration um, 
and knowing that it is achievable to get those results with only a few hours a week. And to be to think of it actually now, I only started on two gym training sessions a week. That's how I first started my journey. I didn't have I was a, I was a new mum. I didn't have much time to dedicate. So 2 hours was the maximum amount of time that I could dedicate to actually getting out of the house and getting to the gym. So if I can do it and, you know, my clients can do it, I'm 100% have faith in that all of you listening are able to achieve it as well. So when it comes down to it, if you think of it, we all have the same amount of time in a day. So we all have 24 hours in a day, which leads to what, 168 hours in a week. So really it just comes down to how we structure and how we prioritize the things in our week that will make the difference. You know, what are we prepared to do in order to prioritize that two to three hours a week that we might need in order to achieve our goals. So I think the first thing that you first need to acknowledge when starting on this particular journey or or saying that you want to make a change and you want to chase those health and fitness goals is to first evaluate how important your goal is to you. Because let's face it, if your goal isn't important to you, you're not going to prioritize it no matter what. So it actually has to mean a lot to you in order for you to actually make the time to do what you have to get done. You know, when you when you get really busy or when things get stressed or um, shit happens or shit hits the wall, you want to be able to have this priority that means so much to you that you will do anything to still make that happen. So that's the first thing that I would say is the one biggest and most important thing that I want you all to, to have a think about. And if you and if, if you think about it more like this, if you're saving money for something in particular, like, you know, um, I was for, for building a house or for getting my horse trained and going to horse shows, I had to prioritize, you know, making sure I saved that money and not spending it elsewhere. So therefore, I knew that prioritizing going to work and earning money for that particular goal was important enough for me to go without in other areas. So that's the one thing that I want you guys to take away is, first of all, to evaluate how important your goal is to you. Once you've established how important your goal is to you, then we can start looking at how about we can make that time and um, schedule it in so that it fits into your to your working week or to your really busy week. So yes, the second thing that I would say that um, is important is to now look at about whereabouts you spend your time. So, you know, what hours do you spend at work? How long do you spend in commuting to work? What about your kids' school commitments? Do they have um, outside sporting activities? Do they have social events? Do they have appointments? Do you have other family commitments that you need to get to each week? So I think um, one of the biggest things that I did that helped me work out 
where I was spending my time was to actually write it down. So I would get out a little weekly schedule and I would actually now start blocking out time for those particular things that I had a commitment to or were, say, a non-negotiable. And then you can start to see how your week starts panning out and also where your little pockets of time are that you might be able to fit in other particular activities. Example like getting to the gym or, you know, going out for a walk or getting some food prep done. So those those are the things that I would first do is start scheduling out my week and then finding out where my pockets of time are. Because if you look at it, the truth is successful people aren't different just because they're talented. They're successful because they make great use of their time. They waste minimal time on things that don't matter to them in the long run. And it's actually really amazing what you can accomplish when you actually start looking at where you are spending your time. So that's one hot tip that I would love for all of you to do is have a look at a week schedule and start mapping out, you know, when you go to work, when you pick up the kids, um, you know, if the kids have sport, if you have other family commitments and appointments. Once you start doing all of that, then you can start seeing where your pockets of time lie. And I'm going to actually, I think I'm going to put in a little free printable in this episode's um, show notes as well that you can uh, download and print off so that you can go and track whereabouts you spend your time so that it might help you to plan out your week. All right, one of the third things that I have down here is that I want you to treat the things that are a priority to you as an appointment. So just like you would for either a doctor or a dentist appointment. So putting that into your calendar and making an appointment and actually going and planning for it and sticking to it. Not, you know, oh, if I get time, I'll go here. Put it in as a time and say, this is the dedicated time that I am going to get X, Y, Z done. Now, the reason I say that is if I wasn't to schedule out my week and plan it out in this way, then I can guarantee you that I wouldn't get everything I needed to get done. I just, I can't wing it because I just know things pop up. So for me, this is really, really important. And before each week begins, I actually sit down and I map out exactly what's happening in that week and what I've got on. And then I'll, I'll go in and schedule when I'm going to get my training done. So I know for myself that my largest pockets of time lie in the mornings when the kids are still asleep um, or I guess when my toddler is having a nap through the day. So if I wanted to get anything done in particular, say like in the office or if I wanted to get a quick training session done, I would be able to do it in that particular pocket of time. So therefore, you know, I know that those mornings are important for me to be productive. I also know that after my kids go to bed at nights, that's also another really important chunk of time for me to be able to get things done. And I'll often head off to the office um, to get work done in the office after they've gone to sleep. And my biggest other pocket of time that I have is whilst I'm at work, so or 
coming like finishing work, I have like a half an hour, 45 minute, I guess, leeway after I finish work that I, I can do something. So for me, I actually go to the gym in my lunch hour. So I make a really good use of my lunch hour and I go across and get my gym session done. I come back and I'll eat while I work. So I'm lucky that, yes, I have a boss that allows that. But I also know that um, as soon as I finish work, I have a half an hour, 45 minute kind of free time before I need to pick up the kids. So what I've been doing is actually scheduling going for a walk. If I've been stuck in the office all day sitting on my butt, that's really, really important for me to get up and get moving. So the gym session, yes, that's great, but that's not incidental movement. That's a, a structured. So because I don't have any incidental movement in my day because I'm sitting at a desk all day, I actually need to make it a priority to get outside the house or get outside the office and, and go for that walk so that, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my body moving. So, yeah, so once you acknowledge sections or pockets of time within your day and your week, it's really easy to see um, and, and to schedule when you can get um, those training sessions in. So another one of my hot tips here that I have for helping manage your time is to plan ahead and structure the way that you get your food prepared. So I know for some mums, it's food's kind of the last thing on their mind. They don't so they don't really think about it that much in advance. So when it comes to oh, what am I going to have for dinner? It's usually something quick and easy because, you know, um, they're either tired or they've got no time or they're busy or they're trying to do multiple things at once. I know what that's like. Um, So for me, I find that it's really important to allocate a day or days that you might do your grocery shop um, or head off to the fruit and veg markets. For us, we try and make it work for when we're already in town. So just a heads up, I actually hate grocery shopping. So Dwayne takes one for the team for me there. I will do up the shopping list and he will do the grocery shop on the way home from work on a Friday. So we have a dedicated grocery shop day um, so that that's then done in order for us to have a dedicated food prep time. So the other thing is when you're getting your food prepared is to make sure you have a list of ingredients for the recipes that you're actually going to make for your food prep. Um, I don't just go in and and buy whatever from the grocery store. I always have a list of exactly what I'm going to make. I find this one um, saves money because you're not going back and forth to the grocery store to get ingredients but two I find it also gives you less wastage so you're less likely to throw out food because you didn't use it so if you're buying food specifically for set meals you're going to use those items up and they're not going to waste so that's you know some something that I found that's really really helpful when you're getting your food prepared and then what we like to do after we've done our grocery shop is to set aside um, a few hours on a weekend um, to get our food prep done so Midweek for us, we find it's unachievable to do a small prep or less likely because of how busy our schedules are. So Saturdays and Sundays is the two days that we have 
kind of free, I guess you could say. Um, half a day on the Saturday is taken up with the boys' swimming lessons and half the day on Sunday is actually taken out with Caden and his athletics. So really we only have Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning to get food prep done plus any other household chores done. So Sunday morning is always our food prep morning. So we will always allocate that morning to doing food prep. And I find that, but to make food prep a lot easier and quicker, we also find utilizing lots of different appliances. So I won't just cook on the stovetop or I won't just cook in the oven. I'll have multiple things going at once. So for me, it's like, I'll have a pressure cooker on, I'll have the stovetop on, I'll have the oven on and I'll have an electric fry pan on and we've actually even gone to the extent of buying an extra slow um, pressure cooker and an extra electric fry pan just so that we can have lots more things going on at once so we can get our food prep over and done with because let's face it, who likes being in the kitchen? Definitely not me. So... That's one of my big hot tips there to, to cooking your, your meals and getting it done quite quickly is maybe to, to double up on, on some of the appliances that you have so that you, you're not waiting for something to, to cook before you can put something else on. The other thing I like to do is also make sure that if you're making something, why not double it up or, or triple batch it? Because then you, you're still same amount of cooking time and but you're halving the prep time. So you know, if you're making a savoury mince up, so to speak, you, you know, you can chop up double or triple the amount of veggies or whatever that needs to go into it and cook it all at once rather than trying and setting up that two or three times. So I always find triple batching, double batching really, really helpful because you can freeze away any extra food for a later stage, which then obviously also helps to get you to have really fast meals ready at your disposal for um, emergency situations. Another point I got here for getting your food prepped here is to make sure that you just never cook for one meal. So, you know, if you're making a meal, yeah, think about putting a double batch on so that you can freeze it away for later. Um, if, If you're doing it midweek, or you're making a meal midweek for the family, like a stir fry or something like that, think about making double the quantity so that you can have extra for later. Never ever cook just for one meal because it doesn't utilize your time as well. One thing I have to admit is, and I've said it just before, was that I I really don't enjoy food prep. I don't like being in the kitchen. It's the last thing I feel like doing on a Sunday, but I do love how it makes me feel and I, I do love the feeling of accomplishment of getting it all done and seeing all my meals in the fridge ready for the week and I also love the way that my body responds to the food that I eat. So for me, it's it's kind of one of those things. It's a necessary evil, I like to put it. It's, it's something I hate doing but I just know that it needs to be done. So to get through this and to help me get through this particular hate. Um, I try and make it interesting or fun or I try and distract myself. So I'll often put on on the music channel on the TV or I'll put on a TV series or put on Netflix or I might even listen to a podcast that I'm interested in. Something to help pass my time because yeah, I do I really don't enjoy it and I really find it boring. I just know that it has to get done and it's 
a priority that I've made to ensure that I still reach my goals. So that's one thing that I would, you know, highly recommend is you might hate the food prep side of it, but think about how you, how fun you can make it while doing it and I and it will definitely pass the time for you. So if I was to look at everything on a whole now, um, it pretty much comes down to planning ahead in general. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, making sure that you can have a look at your schedules and have a look at what you've got coming up and planning around that. And, you know, that might be planning for going away on the weekend or going away for holidays or you might have to go away for work. So it really just comes down to really good organisational skills. And, and what I'm talking about is, for an example, we travel to Bundaberg uh, a few times a year to see my family up there. And it's a five, six hour trip with kids in the car. So that's a long time to be on the road. And the last thing that you want to be doing is sitting for all of that time and then only stopping at roadhouses or fast food type of um, places, eating the stuff there, hopping back in the car, sitting, and it just sits in your gut. And then you start feeling really ordinary. So for me, I like to plan out how I'm going to you know, eat well while traveling. So for me, I will look at what food I can take whilst eating in the car um, that doesn't need microwaving or that I can eat cold to ensure that I'm not sitting there at a roadhouse and eating some of the crap that they have in there um, and feeling awful then for the rest of the weekend or for, say, even if you go on holidays. So, you know, I like to plan for that. So if I'm going away for a number of days at a time, I also look at my schedule and go, radio. Can I get my gym training in before I go or will I need to get my training in whilst I'm away? And that's something that I've been known regularly to do is to attend a gym where I've gone um, solely because, you know, I, I do have limited hours in my week to get my training done. So it just means that I will put aside, you know, an hour out of my time while I'm away to get my training done. And I don't, have a problem with that because it helps me keep my routine. And as you would know, routine is so, so important when you're trying to stay on track and you're trying to create new habits and structures for yourself. So for me, yeah, finding a gym to go to if I'm away is definitely not out of the norm for me and is something that I actually find quite helpful. So even there's been times where I've been known to go away for work for say like a week at a time and it's required me to think a little bit outside the box because where my work has put me up in the accommodation, there's no cooking facilities, just a microwave and a fridge. So, you know, um, it's really helped me to have good organisation and planning skills of how to overcome um, eating and training while traveling or being away from your normal environment. So I guess the, the biggest thing here that to take away from all of this is that, you know, it's important to plan and structure yourself and your week in, to enable to get the things that you want to get done. Like we're all busy. We all either have jobs, we have family, we have 
sporting commitments, outside commitments. We have all these things going on plus obviously all the stuff that we need to get done around the house. So it's really, really important, I think, to make sure that you sit down and make the time to schedule out your week. So then you can find those couple of hours a week, which is really not that much time when you think about it out of the whole amount of time you have in a week, you know, to dedicate just to you and your your goals. All right. I think that is a wrap for this episode. I hope you got a lot out of this. Um, I hope it's helped you to think about your week, um, how to plan and, and structure it a little bit more to ensure that you can look at getting your training and, and your food um, prep in as important priorities. If you want to share the love, give some feedback or ask any questions, please head over to my Facebook community page, The MILF Podcast. And that's a wrap, guys. Thanks so much for listening and talk soon. Thanks for listening to the MILF Podcast. For moms intent on living fit and fabulous, would you like to share your journey on getting your sexy back? Getting your sexy back? Then head on over to the website for full access to show notes, resources, and links to the Facebook group. Get connected. So you too can join the conversation and network with others on the same journey as you. Stay motivated. All wanting to live a fit and fabulous lifestyle. You can find all that and more by visiting the MILF Podcast. Dot com. That's M-I-L-F-F podcast.com. Dot com. Dot com.